Inspiration, Gospel Central, and Inspiration of God Ministries. Sunday School Lesson. This is the 20th of February in the year 2022. And our lesson today is entitled, How to Speak And we're in the book of Second is life, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these, my commandments. Dear God, as I sit before you to speak, I pray to you that my soul you will hear. And if I get guided for our center, I pray to you that any outstanding will be forgiven. Amen. We'll go right into our lesson. This is the L.D. Parkhurst Jr. version of the Sunday School lesson. It's based on the International Sunday School lesson. You can find this lesson if you just type in L.D. Parkhurst Jr. or you can go to www dot O-U-O-S-U dot com. You can find it there. The scripture, the 28th through the 37th verse of the 12th chapter of And one of the scribes came, and having heard him Sit thou on my right hand 
shall I make thine enemies thy footstool. And David therefore himself calleth him Lord, and whence is he then his son? And the common people heard him laugh. Hallelujah. The reading of the word of God. Now we'll go into our commentary. How to be Jesus. Initially, the scribes and Pharisees tested Jesus theologically to learn if he believed in and conformed to their interpretations of the Bible, their traditions, and their laws. When they discovered that Jesus did not agree with their ideas and practices, they tested Jesus' theology so they could judge and condemn him. Eventually, they plotted to kill Jesus. Even today, too many use their theological thoughts, philosophical beliefs, systems, and study of the Bible to find ways to judge and condemn those who do not think and believe as they do. Jesus went through this trial too. If they loved God, and others. They would study the Bible and think to learn the truth for themselves so they could help others as well as themselves come to a true knowledge of the Bible, God, and faith in Jesus Christ. In the situation described in these verses, a truly seeking scribe discovered that Jesus answered questions well, so he sincerely asked Jesus about the scriptures and God's commandments to learn the truth and obey God. He did not come to Jesus to try to trick Jesus or examine Jesus to try to find something wrong with Jesus and his teachings as many of the other religious leaders did and some still do. This scribe may have eventually become a follower of Jesus because Jesus told him that he was not far from the kingdom of God. And that's Mark the 12th chapter in the 34th verse. The kingdom of God includes wherever King Jesus reigns and resides. This scribe was constituted king of the universe. So physically and spiritually, he was not far from the kingdom of God. If he trusted in Jesus as his Lord and Savior, then Jesus would come to live in his heart and reign in his life. Jesus knew his heart and answered him with love and compassion to draw him closer to the kingdom of God and to faith in him as the true son of God and savior of sinners. Jesus began his answer by quoting from the Hebrew scriptures and by beginning with God, with God. Jesus quoted the law that the Lord gave to Moses, beginning with Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Unlike their neighbors, the Hebrews had one Lord, one God, named Yahweh or Jehovah. In the most English translations of the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, the name of the God of the Hebrews 
how Jews in Jesus' day is Lord with all capital R uppercase letters. Capital L capital O capital R capital D. The Jews considered these four consonants Y H W H Yahweh, the name of God, the Lord, too sacred to pronounce aloud. God commanded the Hebrews not to worship a multitude of idols as their neighbors did. They were to worship the Lord who revealed his true nature and character to them in their history and in their scriptures, the Bible. Depending on the context, in the English translation of the Greek New Testament, the title Lord can refer to the L-O-R-D with all capitals, Y-H-W-H as in Mark 12, verse 29. To a person worthy of respect, as I said. By quoting Deuteronomy 6, Jesus shows that the modern idea, all you need is love, is incorrect. People need the true God, not simply love. They need the true God, who is true love. Not all that people call love is consistent with the divine and holy love of the true God. True believers in God begin with the true knowledge of the true God and they place their trust in the true God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Then they love the true God more and more as they grow in wisdom by practicing what the Bible teaches. In 1 John, the fourth chapter, the ninth through eleventh verses, the Bible teaches us about the true love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. Our God is one, and Jesus Christ, especially in the Gospel of John, that the one true God is three persons, the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, who love one another, the Holy Angels, and the Jesus reaffirmed, like God revealed in his teaching scripture, about love and the two primary or most important commandments of God. God requires us to love the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and they love us. God loves in special ways those who have trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. In 1 John verses 4, I mean in 1 John, excuse me, chapter 4, verse 16, we read, So we have known and believed 
the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. God gave the Hebrews many reasons to love God. Jesus has given us many reasons to love God. Today, the whole Bible gives many reasons for everyone to love God. God wants our undivided devotion, a love from the depth of our being, a love that includes the whole of our personality, along with a commitment and desire to use all our thoughts and physical strength in the service of God and others as he commands and leads us daily according to the Bible in the power and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Jesus demonstrated his type of love and obedience to his Father by his every word and word. Jesus demonstrated infinite love for us when he died on the cross and rose again for us while we were still sinners in rebellion against God. In Romans 6, chapter 8, verse, we learn, But God proved his love for us in that while we were, we still were sinners. Christ died for us. In Romans 6, chapter 8, verse, we learn, but God proved his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. When we learn from the Bible and from our experience how much God loves us, then we begin loving God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and with all our strength. In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he said he had not come to abolish the law or these commandments to love. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. It's Matthew, the fifth chapter, the seventeenth verse. Jesus fulfilled the law when he perfectly loved and obeyed the law of love every moment of his life and especially when he gave his life for the salvation of sinners, Christ died for us. God proved his love for us in that while we still are sinners, Christ died for us. The second commandment includes the command for us to love others. In order to love others, you must love yourself. You can love yourself when you remember that God loves you and God proved his love for you. You may not yet be all you want to be, but God is making you into the loving person that he wants you to become. 
In order to love your neighbor as yourself, you must treat your neighbor as you would like to be treated by your neighbor. Whether others treat you fairly or not, if you love them, you will treat them fairly because you would prefer that they treat you fairly as this is God's will for everyone. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught, In everything do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets. That's Matthew the seventh chapter and the twelfth verse. These two commandments sum up the whole law of God, the moral law, the Ten Commandments, so there can be no greater commandment than these two. Jesus showed his disciples and us how important these commandments are and one other commandment is when he said to them in John, the 13th chapter, the 34th through the 35th verse, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Paul describes the perfect love of Jesus Christ and how God expects us to love our neighbors and our family when he told husbands many of the other scribes and Pharisees refused to recognize. As the teacher, the scribe said Jesus had spoken rightly and truly. Therefore, we have good reason to think that the scribe became one of Jesus' many unnamed disciples. In essence, the scribe repeated accurately what Jesus said. He affirmed that he understood Jesus, the scriptures, the law, and the prophets. He affirmed that he agreed with Jesus and he had spoken truth. His statement of faith in Jesus was the beginning of a complete statement of faith, and it showed how he disagreed with those who came to accuse and try to entrap Jesus. By his reply to Jesus, the scribe proved by his reply to Jesus, the scribe proved that he had studied both the law and the prophets. Furthermore, his questions and answers showed his concern regarding the proper interpretation of the Hebrew scriptures and not the tradition of the scribes and Pharisees. The scribes' words showed he agreed with Hosea, who wrote these words of God. Hosea, 
Hora de usar. Rather than press off. That's all here. The sixth chapter. And the sixth verse. He knew that ritual worship and sacrifices cannot serve as a substitute for love, mercy, truth, and the knowledge of God. With his words, he took the side of Jesus and declared to everyone that he intended to obey God, the scriptures, and these commandments. So Jesus encouraged him. Jesus commended the scribes who may have begun to follow Jesus from that moment forward in order to learn more about God and the kingdom of God. To be near the kingdom of God is to be right mentally and spiritually near Jesus the Messiah, the King of the universe. To be near the kingdom of God is to seek to share in his love and understand his purposes, to want to obey God in everything, to want God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, and to try to help others find God as God is revealed in the Bible. Jesus told his that he was not far from the kingdom of God. To follow Jesus and believe his teachings would draw a person closer to God and his kingdom. To enter the kingdom of God, a person needs to bow before the king, Jesus the Messiah, to repent of their sins and to declare their unswerving allegiance to Jesus as their Lord. Savior and King. Then the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will bring the kingdom of God into the believer's hearts and souls where they will live with and within them forever. God intended for our bodies to be the temple of God. In 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 15th verse, Paul wrote to those who believed in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Prior question. Do we not know that we are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in us? That's a personal question. Do we not know that? No one dared ask Jesus any more questions, since asking him questions only proved before others that he was wiser and more loving than his accusers. After Jesus answered all their questions wisely, Jesus asked the question that would reveal Jesus to be God of divine and human nature. Perhaps Jesus asked this question at this time because he wanted his bearers to have this question in mind as they began to learn the meaning of Jesus' words in Mark the 12th chapter of the 29th verse. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Eventually, Jesus would teach his disciples and they would teach 
Sometimes we have five numbers, okay? And sometimes we have more than one question in a number, okay? Number one, in what way did Jesus show that obeying the law of God was important? Number two, do you think obeying the law of God is still important for those who say they follow Jesus? Number three, what reason can you give for thinking the scribes who asked about the greatest commandment might have become a sincere follower of Jesus. Number four, why do you think Jesus answered the scribe directly instead of in a parable? Number five, why do you think Jesus did not give the scribes and Pharisees the answer to this question? Quite a question, my Lord. Thank you so much
if you have a one-time repentant of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you lived a saved life, and now you're in a backslidden state, which means that you're no longer serving the Lord. This is for you too. I'm begging you, beseeching you, in the name of Jesus, to accept this invitation. Please repeat after me. After you repeat this, you will be saved and you will be close to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Dear God, repeat after me, please. Dear God. Thank you.